The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it. Believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call. They'd write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to the special Merry Impeachment edition of Fallacious Trump, a podcast where we use the insane ramblings of President Quig to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the invincible ignorance fallacy, also known as argument by pig-headedness an argument by stubbornness. I love the title, the name of this one, Invincible Ignorance, and it yeah, seems yeah, so great, appropriate for Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like some sort of mis, you know, uh, misguided superhero, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Invincible Ignorance, <laughs> standing on the mountain with a cape flowing in the background, which is getting caught in a passing wheel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... There's a Catholic doctrine of invincible ignorance where people haven't heard about God and therefore they can't be held responsible for not believing in God. Vincible ignorance in the Catholic doctrine is where they have heard about God and therefore should obviously believe, and if they don't, it's their own fault. Um, right. This is this is a separate thing. It's, it's, it has the same name, but this is a logical fallacy, and it is basically where someone refuses to learn <laughs> despite right. being told and given evidence and and being presented with the facts they just simply stubbornly decide that they're right and and what they believed is what they're going to continue to believe yeah. um which again describes trump pretty well exactly you're not telling me that this wasn't made up especially for trump <laughs> Because it is just exactly what he does, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there was an embarrassment of riches for possible examples here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, including basically most of <laughs> most of his reactions to things about trade deals and just all yeah. kinds of things. Basically, anything that anyone ever tries to tell him that isn't exactly what he already thinks, he refuses yeah. to listen. So, yeah. our first example is actually from a 2015 radio interview with Hugh Hewitt. And he's talking about climate change. You look at, you know, our energy costs and all of the things that we're doing to solve a problem that I don't think in any major fashion exists. I mean, Obama thinks it's the number one problem of the world today. And I think it's very low on the list. So I am not a believer. And I will, unless somebody can prove something to me, I believe there's weather. I believe there's change. And I believe it goes up and it goes down and it goes up again. And it changes depending on years and centuries. But I am not a believer, and we have much bigger problems. <laughs> so he's a, he believes there's weather. <laughs> that's a start. Yeah. yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. He's when I look out the window, there's stuff going on. There is weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it um, changes. Sometimes uh -huh. it's raining, sometimes it isn't. But then he says, unless someone can prove it to me, and you think, well, they're not going to be able to. That isn't, yeah. that isn't a kind of get-out, is it? That's just... 
no one is going to be able to prove it to him. No, and that's the key phrase in this, really, was that, that there is, the proof is there. The proof is, yeah. has been presented and, and has been shown to him and has been shown to everyone again and again and has been made as clear as people can make it. And, and if you listen to all of that, I mean, I'm not saying he has listened to all of it, but mm. if, you, if you pay any attention at all and you still don't believe, but say, if people can prove to me that it's yeah. happening, yeah. then that's essentially you are saying... I I'm, I don't believe all of the proof I've already been shown. So yeah, yeah, with no reason, with no kind of backup or or counter arguments or anything like that. And that's that's no. kind of the key. This is a version, in a way, of a fallacy called argumentum ad lapidum, which is argument to the stone, where mm-hmm. essentially you just dismiss other arguments as being absurd without any other argument to it at all. Yeah, um, in yeah. a way, this is even there's less reasoning here because you're you're just dismissing it because you refuse to accept it you don't even claim that it's absurd you just don't listen you don't yeah there's not even a because there's not even a i don't i'm not going to hear what you're saying because yeah there's no reason given it's a bit like what we've discovered in reading fear trump in the white house that at some point he boldly states, these are my beliefs, I've had them for decades, I'm not going to change my mind. He doesn't explain or investigate or even, should that even be possible to be saying in the same sentence, be self-reflective, Mr. (laughs) Trump, about, well, I wonder where those beliefs came from and should I question them? And perhaps it's just from a time when I was growing up and it's about time I listened to all the other arguments <laughs> conse- you know, subsequent to that. You know, he doesn't do any of that. He doesn't even no. wonder why he has those thoughts. He just has them and therefore they are right. Yeah. And nothing will shake him from those beliefs. Yeah. And um, yeah, once he decides, once he makes say that, once he decides on a on a stance. That's his stance. Unless, as we've seen in various places, it's politically advantageous for him to just completely yeah, yeah, backtrack yeah. on what he thought. But um, yeah. <laughs> usually it's just his stubbornly uh, sticking with what he thought. And one of the stances he came up with in the late 80s was that five black teenagers who were accused of raping and, and almost killing a jogger in Central Park were guilty and should have the death penalty if the woman died. She didn't die, fortunately, in the end. But he paid $85,000 to put full-page ads in various New York newspapers um, calling for the bringing back of the death penalty, especially for this case, and and that the five black youths were obviously guilty. And despite the fact that in 2001 DNA evidence showed that they didn't do it, exonerated them, and then a serial rapist who was already in prison confessed to the crime and his DNA matched with the evidence that they had mm-hmm. got at the at the time. And the five, the Central Park Five, were released and given a, a kind of a settlement by New York for having wrongfully imprisoned them. He still refuses to accept that he was wrong. Wow. Um, so yeah. uh, journalist April Ryan asked if he would apologise to the Central Park Five, and this was his response. You have people on both sides of that. They admitted their guilt. If you look at Linda Fairstein and if you look at some of the prosecutors, uh, they think that the city should never have settled that case. So we'll leave it at that. So he's not prepared to accept that even though they've been legally exonerated and DNA evidence showed that they didn't do it, that's not enough. They did confess. That that is actually a fair point. 
but yeah. they were but. teenagers who were yeah. coerced over the course of over a day and possibly two days and, and kind of kept awake and, and away from their parents yeah. um, and then confessed. So, uh, and uh, yeah. in, confessed in inconsistent ways um, and none of them actually confessed to committing the crime. They all confessed to being there while someone else did it. So mm. it was, yes, not convincing. But he's so, absolutely unwilling to to backtrack and accept that he was wrong and he shouldn't have been so kind of strong in his, his opinion at that time. And horrifyingly in there, there's a there's a, uh, a foreshadowing of on both sides from the... Yep. Yeah, that's just horrific, isn't it? You can hear him fully formed as a... Uh, a bigger uh, well this is this that clip was actually quite recent that was that was oh, um okay. yeah that was in the last year or two because there was a, a documentary about the case which brought it up into the public consciousness again and uh and kind of so even even if that, it, that so, oh my god that wasn't that, at the yeah. time then no no this was this is quite recent this is this Jeez. is over a decade almost two decades after the five yeah. were exonerated so whoa if it wasn't so scary, it would be possible to dismiss it as just being stupid. Yeah. But the, the, yeah. Speaking of stupid, our um, third example is mm -hmm. actually some of Trump's supporters who ah. were mm -hmm. standing outside one of his rallies waiting uh, for almost a full day to watch him rant like a crazy mm. person. <laughs> and um, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show went and asked them if they'd actually read the transcript that Trump has been exhorting everyone to read. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, they they thought it was important that other people read it. Mm. Yeah. Read the transcript, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ab absolutely. Did you read the transcript? I, I, I mean, I, I've read most of it, but there's, there's nothing... Skim the transcript. Yeah. I don't have time for, you know, reading all the, you know, impeachment, all that bullshit, you know, but... Uh, How long have you been waiting out here for Donald Trump? Since 8 o'clock. Hours. A lot of free time. Absolutely. Read the transcript. Read the transcript. Yeah. Did you read the transcript? I don't have to. <laughs> Everyone else has. I, I can read it if I need to. But right, yeah. But it's important it's, that it's everybody happens. reads the transcript. It is very important. Pay attention and think for yourself. Yes. You have. But to be clear, you have not read the transcript. I haven't. No. Right. No. But it is just important. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a sheep. Think for yourself. But again, just to be very clear, yeah. you have not read. It. I have not read. It. You just trusted somebody else. Right. Really? So, don't be a don't be a sheep. Think for yourself. But yeah, I've not read it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's uh, and to be completely fair, obviously the Daily Show have cherry picked. They probably asked other people who had read the transcript, but that doesn't make for such good TV. But yeah, yeah, these are supporters who who have listened to what Trump has said that that he didn't do anything wrong. He has. They, they have been presented with the evidence. They've been told to look at the evidence by Trump. Yep. Yep. And and they have just decided that, nope, their first instinct that he didn't do anything wrong, that, that you know, they, they're going to believe what he said is is correct. They don't yeah. need yeah. to look at the evidence that even yeah. even when he's telling them that they should. And that seems yeah. to be a, a weirdly successful strategy of his because most of the people who have read the transcript understand that it doesn't say most of the stuff he says it says. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah. yeah well, the, the, perhaps he the, knows. Do you think he knows that? Does he I know that? I doubt it. But, yeah, yeah, it does. there does seem to be some kind of weird reverse psychology where, it, where people are like, well, if he's telling us to read the transcript, the transcript must exonerate him. 
Because he wouldn't say it otherwise, yeah. would he? Yeah, so yeah. I don't well, actually need like to Mueller look at report, it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like the Mueller report. Read the Mueller report. No collusion. Well, yeah, that's true because he wasn't addressing <laughs> yeah, the notion of collusion at all. So you're right, but, yeah. So it's, oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. But it, here's a kind of, it's a meta level of, of you know, the, the very person that is telling them to do it, they believe he's right, and he's saying I'm right because if you read the thing, it tells you you're right. He doesn't. But then they haven't even bothered to read that because that... Because they trust him. So Yeah. It's wow. <laughs> and there's something about that the invincibility of your ignorance. You've got to... Re- you've got to it's got to remain pure. You've got to be remain purely <laughs> ignorant... So you do all you can to just say no. I'm. You can't persuade me otherwise. I'm not going to look at the evidence otherwise. Because in a way, if you did, that would it would make you fall to the ground. Because yeah. And I mean, you can have even from the horse's mouth. Then you can. Ha- I can have a little bit of sympathy with people who who aren't prepared Steady. to put in the extra research to the to yeah. look into stuff and and find the kind of the source material or go into the background of the kind of stuff that I do for fun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. but I don't have any sympathy with, with people who are being kind of literally presented with the evidence and being yeah. told to read it and then they and it's not a long document. It's not no, you know, not going to take it's not a six-page letter, for example. They're, they are, they, <laughs> yeah. they're just, it's, you know, it's not a lot. A of it wouldn't take the... them long, uh, but, yeah. but no, they're they're not even prepared to look at it. They will just defend no. him blindly instead. And, and in that in that blissful ignorance to say, yeah, you've got to think for yourself, not be a sheep. So <laughs> yeah. are you are you being a sheep by reading the transcript? Is, is that where your sheepness comes from? Are you thinking <laughs> that you're being herded by the master shepherd himself, or or what? Or is it other people who are? Where is the sheep bit? <laughs> who are who are the sheep? The people that read it or the people that don't? I'm not sure he's thought it through that far. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think the metaphor falls no. down well before it gets anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now is the time, I think, for Mark's British politics. Order. Well, this takes us back to the heady days of Theresa May's premiership, <laughs> which all seems which, yeah, seems kind of like the... Look back in in nostalgia now too, don't we? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of you know it's like rose tinted. There, you know, there's blue skies. It was you know, there was an equitable society. All was well, and, uh, and Corbyn was you know riding high on various various votes. Not least for the this. Um, the, I think this is a great example of kind of you know willful and invincible ignorance um which is surrounding Theresa May's withdrawal agreement so this was the deal that she went to strike with uh Brussels and the EU in order to set out the terms upon which Britain would uh leave the EU and then begin negotiations on how to achieve the uh agreement that they'd drawn up with uh, between them so she uh drew this up 
with her cabinet at Chequers, I think, you know, and then took it to Brussels. Um, and in the interim, the, whilst he was in Brussels, various people resigned, including Boris Johnson, resigned from the cabinet as foreign secretary over the contents of the withdrawal agreement. Theresa May brought it back, having got it agreed with Brussels, uh, pending agreement in Parliament, and then she presented it to Parliament three times. And what we've got here is a clip of the count from the people that say, yes, the eyes, as in uh, who says I, we all say I, uh, and the nose. And she presented the thing three, the self-same thing three times over. So we're going to hear the count and then we're going to hear um, the MP who was the then chairman uh, of the Tory party kind of saying that um, it's it's a good thing. So and he so he's the one that's uh, embodying the um, invincible ignorance of Theresa May's party. So let's have a listen to the clip. The eyes to the right, 202. The nose to the left, 432. The eyes to the right, 242. The nose to the left, 391. The eyes to the right, 286. The nose to the left, 344. The third defeat of the Prime Minister's plan hasn't necessarily deterred the government trying a fourth time. What I do continue to believe is that the deal which delivers on the referendum in a way that works for our economy is the best way forward. But recognising colleagues do, some colleagues um, do still have concerns about that that we need to work through. But Parliament ultimately has to vote for something. So this, this also, uh, you can notice a slow trend towards not losing quite so much each time. I mean, the, the um, it's quite nice listening to the, just the audio with the U's and R's because the, <laughs> you know, the thumping defeat first time round. That was would shocking. Yeah. That was like the biggest the, defeat that has happened in Parliament. Since for, the 20s for yeah. 100 years. Yeah. So, and you kind of think, well, at that point, why did she not just give up? But, you know, this there is this this kind of... Uh, willful ignorance in the face of all this lack of support that it, some they've got to de- they've got to vote for something is what the guy said. You know they've got to. They, you know, I believe it's still the best deal in, in terms of the economy. Well, well, that's fine. You can believe that all you like in the face <laughs> of this ongoing defeat. Um, and it isn't the and Parliament's got to vote for something. I think there was another MP that even said actually things have got better because the number of people who are voting against the percentage has gone down. So they were. I think that their strategy was just to keep presenting it and keep presenting it until eventually it got through, which is not the same as agreement. <laughs> and it's no, it's, a bit, it's a bit like the bit in Twelve Angry Men where where some of them start voting guilty just so that they'll they can go. <laughs> go. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Quite. So the the um and yeah, what happened was that John Burko, the speaker, the then speaker, um said no you can't present this again because you know you just can't keep coming back with the same thing over and over again what's the bloody point and um 
So what uh, what we've had since the election, the trauma of the last um, couple of weeks, he's following his election win, and he called the election because Parliament still didn't agree a, a deal, is what he said, but that's not true. They He did take the deal back to Brussels. He took out all sorts of bits um, that May's deal included, which he viewed as the sticking point as uh, as to why Parliament wouldn't uh, vote it through. So he just took them out. Um, and the and Brussels went, all right then, if those are the things that you can get an agreement from in the UK, we will consider it. So he brought it back, hailed it as a massive victory, and then the, put it to Parliament and gave them something like three days to scrutinise the details. <laughs> and they and Parliament went, OK, so we'll accept the, the bill insofar as we're not going to block it again like we did three times with Theresa May, but we need longer than three days to think about it. So, or to even read it, frankly. Or even to read it, yeah. yeah. So he called a general election. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm, you know, not only am I going to take my ball away, I'm going to dismantle the stadium. In the run-up to the election, apart from it just being about Brexit, which it just was... Um, the Tories purported to be champions of the National Health Service mm-hmm. um, and came up with this pledge that there would be an enormous increase in the number of nurses working for the NHS under the Tories. They would have 50,000 more nurses. So, And here is Nicky Morgan, um, the culture secretary, who is displaying... Um, an invincible ignorance in the face of mathematics. When he leads a manifesto, that the flagship policy in it is there going to be 50,000 more nurses, yeah. and now you as the culture secretary, a member of that cabinet, a member of the government, admit that 19,000 of them already are NHS nurses. Viewers at home go, well, this is complete nonsense. But there will be 50... There are other ways that nurses come in to the NHS. There will be overall, and this is, we are very, very clear on this, 50,000 more nurses, if you look in 10 years' time, than there are no, today. I know you keep saying and that. And in terms of the trust I know you keep issue, saying that, but 19,000 of them are existing NHS nurses. Do you see the problem? Well, but I think it's realistic to say we've got highly skilled staff who we do not want to leave, and that is, if we are able to uh, persuade them and to encourage them to stay, that is good news for nursing care Yes, but it's not more nurses. Nicky Morgan, isn't it It a bit like saying uh, on Good Morning Britain tomorrow morning there will be three more presenters, and then tomorrow you just have exactly the same number of presenters because you managed to persuade me, Piers and Charlotte, to carry on doing the job tomorrow. Well, not if there's an additional three, not if there's an additional three, and then you've got your six, haven't you? But the fact is that three of you have been encouraged to come on on Tuesday morning and not just on Monday morning. Yeah, Nikki, Nikki. Do we even not have really even odd as, maths Even as you here. said that sentence, you knew that was probably a wrong avenue to go down, didn't you? <laughs> no, I, I think it's very clear about the 50,000... We wouldn't See, have my, six more presenters. We'd have the existing three here's presenters. My, here's my problem. And three extra presenters. <laughs> you can tell when politicians are being absolutely opaque because <laughs> they start saying clear or crystal clear or let me be clear, or it's patently clear, 
All of those things, as soon as they mention the word clear, you just know that it isn't. And, you know, it's it's perfectly clear that there are going to be 50,000 more. And then she kind of goes off and go and uh, distracts her attention by saying, I'm sure you'll agree that it's a good thing <laughs> that we keep these nurses. And like, yeah, 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 all right. But Piers Morgan, you know, much as we hate him, he was he's quite tenacious when it comes to bullying people and making them seem wrong. I've just realised that's what he does. <laughs> but it's, it's just satisfying when it's the Tories, not so when it's the socialists. And um, But him just, just say, that's all very well, but the maths doesn't work. So that, And she just says, keeps doing a Boris-type thing, and he just says, no, it isn't, no, it isn't, <laughs> no, it isn't. And she's going, well, it, it is more people, and it is more people. and um, And then... So that was on the 25th of November, before the election, in the run-up to the election. After the election, the health secretary, Matt Hancock, is still, you know, he's attempting to make it even clearer, which means it's becoming more opaque. The commitment is that we will increase the number of nurses by 50,000. So on the latest figures, there are 280,599 full-time equivalent nurses currently in the NHS. We will increase that figure by 50,000. That is the commitment. And you can do that both by hiring more nurses in, new nurses, and by encouraging nurses not to leave. You can't. You can't. You can't. You <laughs> no, can't increase the number like from from two hundred and eighty thousand to three hundred and thirty thousand yeah, by not by losing it. Not lose. <laughs> he can't. He almost gets to the point where he's actually um, working out that he he gets quite stroppy with the interviewer at, at this point. But the interviewer just kind of and he does that usual Michael Gove kind of thing, saying, "Well, if you just let me answer the question, that's how interviews work." And, uh, and the, to his credit, the interviewer says, yeah, if you do answer the question, that's how interviews work. So I'll ask you again, So, which is where we get this reply. But as, as David Schneider, who was the, one of the script writers on The Thick of It, Thick of it yeah. which became Veep in the US, he tweeted on the day that this came out, I have four apples. Just by not losing any apples, I end up with more apples. <laughs> Well, no, it doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we can't actually go on any further in British politics uh, corner with uh, if we're talking about the argument from pig-headedness and we we just need to mention David Cameron's initiation ceremony <laughs> that was ri- written about by, was it one of his ministers who was who did a biography of him? Or, no, mentioned was in it? his own his own autobiography about David Cameron um, as part of the initiation ceremony, possibly into the Bullingdon Club in uh, Oxford, that he had to uh, basically fuck a pig's head. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I, I wouldn't put that in my autobiography personally. Call me crazy. I think I'd leave that out. Yeah, no, I think somebody else, he left it out of his, somebody else put it in theirs. Right. And said, oh, yeah, we know Dave, you know, yeah, Dave, the, the pig head fucker, Dave. You know. <laughs> Makes me think of that that joke, I built this house, but do they call me Andy the house builder? No, but you fuck one goat. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly that. And yeah. what Cameron's been doing ever since is fucking us all over. Yeah. 
instruments are enthralling The logic employed is appalling It's a fallacy in the wild In the wild, in the wild, in the wild Man, the ignorance is just frightful But destroying them's delightful It's a fallacy in the wild In the wild, in the wild, in the wild Dean Martin there with the with the Christmas favourite, <laughs> "Let It Snow." Yeah, and I did I did write that about three months ago. <laughs> that it just suddenly occurred to me. Some re- I don't know why I was hearing "Let It Snow" three months ago, but just wrote down that word, and I've been carrying it around, <laughs> waiting for Christmas to happen. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was well we worth go. it. <laughs> <laughs> So, in the fallacy in the wild, we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective, and our first example this week comes from South Park, because Cartman is basically this fallacy personified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Cartman and Trump share quite a few traits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they should just do it to, to turn him orange. Yeah, I mean, it could um, it could be it could come out in a future series of South Park that that it's all been a kind of uh, a backstory. Of Trump <laughs> yeah. and his upbringing, yeah. So uh, in this particular episode, Cartman has been beaten up quite viciously by Wendy Testerberger, and he's upset that now he thinks the his friends won't think he's cool. My school life is over because now all the guys don't think I'm cute. <laughs> Dude, we never thought you were cool. That's not true. You're just saying that. <laughs> no, really. We've always thought you suck. Yeah, nothing's changed. Our opinion of you can't possibly go any lower. You are just saying that to make me feel better. <laughs> no, it's true. We've always hated you. Yes. Don't try to make me feel better, you guys. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Why would you guys be saying stuff to make me feel better? Unless, unless you do think I'm cute. What? If you're all trying to make me feel better, then you must still like me. Oh, oh, phew. Oh, yeah, I've been so worried about what you guys were going to think of me getting beat up by a girl. And it turns out you think I'm cool no matter what. Oh, oh, oh God, what a relief. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so great, isn't it? <laughs> Even in the face of literally everyone telling him that they don't think he's cool, they think he sucks. And the fact that they're on their faces, even though they're kind of the you know the two D clunky animated faces, you can see the bewilderment on, on each of their faces as they're looking and going, "No, we really do." And he's going, "All oh, right, yeah, you." But it's just a brilliant twisted logic. It's just horrible, wasn't it? Which actually makes him even more hateful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very good. And we stick with animation for our second example, and it's Family Guy. And this is one of the asides, the sidebar bits of Family Guy where it just goes off and yeah. it's not the main characters. And it is basically exactly this fallacy. And it's a guy talking to a literal donkey. Nope, sorry. Kevin Bacon wasn't in Footloose. What? Of course he was. No, he wasn't. You lose. 
course he was. He was the star. Nope, he, you're wrong. Look it up. I don't have to look it up. It's common knowledge. Nope. He was on the nope. cover of nope. People magazine nope. when the movie. Nope. Came. Everyone nope. knows Kevin nope. Bacon was a star nope. of Footloose. No, it was no. a huge movie. No. He was the no. lead. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> 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 so, so just Boris Johnson as well. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's yeah. No. And to be fair, the the guy who is putting forward the argument that Kevin Bacon was in Footloose isn't doing a particularly good job of it. He's using no. um, he's using various fallacies, including saying that, you know, everyone knows that and yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. have to look it up, I know it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not doing a good job of making the argument. But the other guy, the, the donkey, is just refusing to listen and just, just saying, no, 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 no. So, yeah, so. I don't have to, I just know it. Yeah, yeah you're wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, yes, yeah. And that's so that's the equivalent of um, the guy saying, I don't need to read the transcript. That's for other people to do it with with the, the bloke um, offering the argument. He's saying, well, yeah, just, just look it up. Just go look yeah. it up. He said, well, I don't need to. Don't need to. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, don't need to look it up. I just know. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, a little bit. So they're, they're both he's... doing it to, to some extent in that. Clip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and our final example is a tweet, uh, mm-hmm. which was from someone called Catherine Na Nolag. And it's just, it's brilliant. It encapsulates this. It says, I still think my favourite thing that's ever happened to me on the internet is the time a guy said, people change their minds when you show them facts. And I said, actually, studies show that's not true and link two sources. And he said, yeah, well, I still think it works. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. That's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's like it, it's like the the equivalent of a, a Moebius strip, you know, where, <laughs> yeah. where you take a loop and you twist it halfway around so it doesn't. It's just one continuous thing, and you look at it and you go, "That's not quite right." Or it's like Isha's staircase, isn't it? Where you, yeah, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's, it's a whole <laughs> kind of self-contained, um, yeah, just meta mistake in there. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody, as well as anybody. Yes, it's time for fake news. The game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. And of course, well, I'm I'm winning because I've got everything right so far. You know, whatever scores you present, it's clear I'm completely owning fake news. Just read the score sheet. Read the score sheet. Yeah, the score is currently 15 out of 37. Well, uh, quite sorry. frankly, there you go. That's all the proof you need. <laughs> I am I am winning this. have been from day one. So. Uh, <laughs> Nothing you can say will make me change my mind on that. Since uh, this is the Christmas episode, and yeah. last year we did a Christmas special of fake news where we talked about films that Trump had been in, oh, yeah, including so Home Alone 2. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and so we are diverting from our usual course of Trump quotes this week again, mm. but this time, because it's Christmas, what's more Christmassy than Rudolph, the red-faced lawyer, uh, Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> Very good. And <laughs> right. so this week... I have yep. uh, six crimes that Rudy has confessed to in interviews, okay. <laughs> right. and two of which I made up. Yeah. So and, right. and so you have a possibility of getting two points here if you can get oh, both okay. of the ones I made. Oh, okay. Up. If right. you, yeah, if you yeah, get yeah. one of them, you get one point. If you get two of them, right. you get two points. So well, there lovely. you go. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
Number one, he confessed yep. on Trump's behalf to campaign finance violations when he told Sean Hannity that Trump reimbursed Michael Cohen for the payments to Stormy Daniels, and the next day told Fox and Friends that Michael Cohen had made it go away so it didn't come out during the campaign. Mm-hmm. Number two, he confirmed yep. that asking Ukraine to investigate the Bidens was purely in Trump's personal interest when he tweeted, the investigation I conducted concerning 2016 Ukrainian collusion and corruption was done solely as a defence attorney to defend my client against false charges. Three, right. he confessed to perjury when he told Tucker Carlson that he told Robert Mueller only the things that Trump and he had agreed upon in advance. So, quote, I held back some things that could be misinterpreted. Truth isn't truth. Maybe they have a different version of the truth than we do. OK. Four, yeah. he confirmed Trump's corrupt intent in removing Ambassador Yovanovitch when he told the New Yorker magazine, quote, I believed that I needed Yovanovitch out of the way. She was going to make the investigations difficult for everybody. Right. Five, he confessed to violating both the Foreign Agents Registration Act and FEC regulations when he admitted to Chuck Todd on Meet the Press that he helped Ukrainian businessmen Igor Fruman and Lev Parnas funnel foreign money into Republican political campaigns. Mm-hmm. And six... He confessed to taking yep. part in a criminal conspiracy to receive classified information when he said on Fox and Friends that he had access to the Ukraine call transcript before the White House released it. When Brian Kilmeade asked if he'd read it, he said, let's say it was read to me. Okay. So, and, and I read say, the transcript. Read the, the transcript. I, yeah. There were other things that I could have picked, <laughs> but I didn't want this yeah. segment to be too long. There were other things he's confessed to on TV and in tweets yeah. and in interviews. But and, and from a butt dial. You know, yeah. 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 But this episode has to end at some point, so yeah. I thought <laughs> We could have done a twelve days of Christmas yeah. quite easily. Yeah. Okay. Well I think the first one is true. That the whole Stormy Daniels thing. That so see, it might just be that as they age, they just got, gain the 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 kind of uh, ossification of truth. <laughs> uh, so it and I, that the truth isn't truth. It sounds very familiar. Um, he is. He's not just a red face. He's just completely inept as well. Why would you hire this guy? Why does thing Trump is, continue to pay for him? I think he's misunderstood the term criminal defence attorney. Mm. I think he's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. As opposed to another kind of defence attorney. Yes. Yeah. OK. I think then, OK, that numbers five, the, the funneling money with the... The cabbage patch dolls. Number is number five and number two. Investigation I conducted was solely done as a defence attorney. They're all just so. Given his track record, which is probably a fallacy in itself, the argument from antiquity that because he's done it all like this, they're all completely possible. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not sure about number six now. Right, I think number two you made up. And um, I think the, I believe the Ivanovich one. Um, number two and number six, I think are okay. the ones you made up. So uh, we'll go through them in yeah. order. 
I don't okay. have clips for these because, again, this would just take forever. Because <laughs> some of them, <laughs> yeah. some of them contain multiple instances of of things going on. So, number one, uh, yeah. Rudy did indeed confess to campaign uh, on Trump's behalf to campaign finance violations. He did yeah. tell Sean Hannity that Trump reimbursed Michael Cohen. Not not only having previously Trump said that he didn't even know about the payments. Yeah, Giuliani announced that he, not only did he know about them, but he no, reimbursed he Michael Cohen for them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then the next day he said, "Imagine what would happen if it had come out in the last debate with Hillary or during that period." Uh, so so Michael Cohen, he didn't even ask Trump about it. He just made it go away. That was his job, and he did it. So wow. couldn't be more blatant that he was yeah. saying yes. This was yet, totally what, about the campaign. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, you know that tens of thousands of dollars that were paid and it was it was entirely to benefit the campaign and so, yet trump says impeachment is just a hoax yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that is true jesus he's not even in the bloody office no, no, no. That, during the the campaign <laughs> oh my god so uh yeah. number two yeah. He did yep. confirm uh, in that what that the, the fuck really <laughs> yeah that Whoa. the investigation into the Bidens was was not as Trump has been saying for the good of the country when he said do us a yeah. favor though he he yeah. has, he's recently started claiming that that was the the country that he meant rather than himself um, but yeah. yeah Giuliani has what ha- tweeted the hell the investigation I conducted concerning 2016 Ukraine collusion and corruption was done solely as a defence attorney to defend my client against false charges. Um. What? Is he... He's just the... What? Uh-huh. He's the most inept lawyer ever. How yep. did he ever pass his exam? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you've probably got people in high places. Wow. <laughs> some things, some things you just, you know, you just because Twitter's there, you don't need to tweet it. You could just keep it to yourself. Yeah. He wow. Could, he could say a lot less stuff and then he'd be yeah. in less danger that, of accidentally confessing to things. Yeah, but, on, <laughs> on other people's behalf and, and consequently, you know, pouring boiling tar on other people. <laughs> wow. Are they, does, he, does he know that he's doing it or is he just... He doesn't. I mean, he can't. He's a lawyer. He's, I mean, he's... He, his job is to protect his client, not to yeah deliberately and repeatedly. Say, oh yeah, I did it in order to protect my client. What yeah. is it? Isn't it? What about client confidentiality? <laughs> it's not even. You know? That wasn't even the only time that he he talked about how his work in Ukraine was was solely to help Trump, not the country, and he wasn't doing foreign yeah. policy work. He's he's tweeted that a number of times in different forms. Um, so the number three, uh, he has, as far as I'm aware, not confessed to perjury and and talking to, to oh, Mueller. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Well, oh, very. As good. far as I know, he didn't even talk to Mueller at all. Um, right. So he did say truth isn't truth in a di- completely different yeah. Uh, yeah, context yeah, yeah. to Chuck Todd, but uh, and he was uh, that work. was when he was defending his decision that Trump sh- definitely shouldn't talk to Robert Mueller because he would basically yeah. definitely be he would perjure himself if he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is actually let's face it, just as bad a thing yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that <laughs> so that that was well, fake news number three okay um number four good. he yeah. he did indeed confirm uh trump's corrupt intent in removing ambassador Yovanovitch. um he said to new yorker magazine just last week 
I believe that I needed Ivanovich out of the way. She was going to make the investigations difficult for everybody, which is is fairly blatant. I mean, there's not yeah to, when you when you're saying not. essentially I wanted to conduct investigations into Trump's rival, and this ambassador was going to make it hard for me to do that. So we got rid. So of I her. just got rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how how much clearer do you need? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, and then I, he went on TV and accused her of being corrupt and and various other things, which um, yeah. a number of lawyers have offered her kind of pro bono uh, representation if she right. decides to sue him for defamation. So, yeah, <laughs> should be fun. Take him um, up on it. Do it. <laughs> wow. And uh, so the the next one, number five, which yeah, yeah, a bit iffy on. Uh, yeah. That is fake news. He has not oh, confessed. In fact, he's no. denied. He is under investigation by the FBI yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for for possibly violating the um, FARA and the FEC regulations um, yeah. for helping the Ukrainian businessman to uh, to funnel foreign money into Republican campaigns. But so he, he has not yet. confessed to it as yet. Yeah, yeah. Any day <laughs> right. now, it Any could day happen. Now. But yeah. <laughs> Eagle Freeman and Lev Parnas. Go, oh yeah, that. <laughs> oh yeah, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Lev yeah, Parnas yeah. is is currently cooperating with um right. with law enforcement. The the two I saw a, a court. You know they do courtroom sketches because they're not allowed to take pictures, take photos yeah. in court. I don't know why because they have yeah. cameras doing video in court these days. But they still do the yeah. courtroom sketches. And the, and yeah. these two, Eagle Freeman and Lev Parnas. You look at them in the sketch and it looks like it's just a bad artist who can't do faces, but that's what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think, no, that's not where the ear goes, but no, but no, it is yeah. on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a Gary Larson cartoon where the, the kid... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you know, there's a kid yeah. on the... You know, paint a drawing of mom on the, on the fridge door and it's all kind of skew if and stuff and you look at it and the... And the uh, whoever's visiting going oh look at that that's so cute and then he looks up and the mum looks exactly uh-huh. like it yeah 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 oh what <laughs> so um yeah so he hasn't he hasn't yet confessed to that so which means that the sixth one which which was confessing to receiving classified information is true as, is true uh oh and and some yeah. some federal uh attorneys have have said that that is a crime, and he's basically confessed to, to part, taking part in a in a criminal conspiracy well, because crimes. the That's well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is one of the crimes that he's confessed to. Yeah. But um, but yes, the call transcript at that point hadn't been released. It, it was still classified. It yeah. was in fact only just off the top secret code name server. Um, yeah. So uh, he he apparently had had access to that, which he shouldn't have done. Jesus. No. So, so and yet he's still he's not he's not behind bars. He's still got a law license. He's yeah. still yeah. yeah. Um, definitely, but he know, is under it? federal investigation. So um, yeah. for for a number well, of things. Now then, and uh, oh well, that, yeah, yeah. And well, he, that's quite good actually, because the um, <laughs> so the the fake the ones I thought were true and are actually fake. We've got those to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gonna happen, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> so unfortunately, that means out of the possible two additional uh, points that you could have got there, uh, you, I'm you still were winning. You, you were unable to secure any additional. Um, and yet, I'm still winning points. Yeah. <laughs> which means you're on fifteen out of read thirty-eight. The, read the score sheet. <laughs> read the score sheets. So 
it's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called Trump sitting on a throne of lies is not a logical fallacy. <laughs> because uh, it's the end of the year. And so we thought rather than talk about, you know, impeachment or that kind of stuff that's actually in the news, yeah. uh, we'd just do a quick roundup of some, some, of, numbers. The, some yeah. of the biggest <laughs> lies or the most frequent lies that Trump has told. Um, because uh, Washington Post recently updated their fact-checking database of, yeah. of Trump's misleading and false claims, which they've more recently been just calling lies. And um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, as of December 10th, in 1,055 days, President Trump had made 15,413 false or misleading claims. Wow. The number of lies that he told in... 2019 is higher yeah. than the total for 2017 and 2018 combined. Wow. There's some lovely animated charts <laughs> yes. on the Washington Post. And you just look at it and you go, it's like an exponential curve. Uh -huh. you know, when you, and you go, oh, yeah, what's an exponential relationship? You just go, <laughs> and they, uh, they put underneath it kind of key time things like uh, healthcare repeal <laughs> and uh, border separation policy enacted midterms there's a great big spike there at midterms <laughs> oh my god it's huge yeah it's like number of claims 120 a day oh my word <laughs> so yeah so like 80 yeah wow that is god that's great isn't it, it I, is. I do want it to be throne shaped though <laughs> the monthly yeah. one is somewhat castle shaped yeah it is it is amazing so some of the the ones that he's repeated the the most times. Obviously, there's so many of them. We don't have time to go through a lot of them, but um, yeah. but just kind of the the more frequent ones. One is is he has continually said that he has created the strongest economy in our country's history. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and even setting aside the fact that he didn't create it, the the lie that yeah. it's the strongest economy in the hist in history is is enough of a lie and, and Washington Post fact checkers say that by just about any important measure, the economy today is not doing as well as it did under Presidents Eisenhower, Johnson or Clinton or even U Ulysses S. Grant. So yeah. yes, it's the, wow. the stock market is high. That's about all yeah. he can claim, really. And an unemployment yeah. is low, but but again, that was on a kind of downward trajectory throughout Obama's um, second term, certainly. And it's not his creation. <laughs> it's he hasn't totally fucked it up, basically. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't yeah. sent yeah. it into a recession yet. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's, and he, keeps, that's and he, and he uses it as a, the the latest thing is that's his defence of you know why would you impeach somebody who yeah. has done this for the economy whereas you know, all the other stuff it was whatever current thing was being hurled at him it was that was the defence against that yeah. as well. and that's what we logic types call a non sequitur <laughs> yes because <laughs> those two things don't follow you don't no. avoid impeaching Not, someone who yeah. has also done good things among the crimes they committed. Yeah. You, yeah, you focus on the crimes when you're looking at whether to, to convict them or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I, I 
may have tweeted something similar at Charlie Kirk at some point. You know, did you know that you can cure cancer and and um, find a source of free energy, but if you kill someone, you still go to prison? Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. The Washington Post uh, fact checkers say that he has repeated the claim that the economy is the strongest in the country's history 242 times, uh, making it his most repeated lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is, if nothing else, that is invincible ignorance, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That you just kind of, just you're, despite everything that you could fling at it, but you can point to four presidencies, including Bill Clinton's, and say, <laughs> no, the economy was much better then. What, what standard, by what standard are you measuring the economy? Okay, yeah. well, let's look at those under all the other presidents. They're all performing <laughs> better than you have. And you have nothing to do with it. Yeah, and you so really, yeah. one of the things you have to completely ignore to, to say that the economy is strong is the deficit because it is it is extremely high. Um, mm. and, and that's part of why the stock market is good because by yeah. giving huge tax credits or, or tax cuts to very rich people, they have more to invest in the stock market. Um, yeah. But it does mean that you don't have as much money to spend on stuff. So your deficit goes up dramatically. And, yeah, that's a, that's one way of, of kind of injecting some uh, energy into the stock, into the, the economy. So, Yeah, and that, those are, so on the face of it, those are the things that, you know, the Dow Jones gets looked at to say, oh, yeah, well, this is, you know, the the top 500 or whatever companies they're performing well, therefore the economy is going up. But it could be, it's completely artificial yeah. because it's just brought about by damaging other areas of the economy you know, further yeah. down. Um, well, I mean, look at the tariffs, down. for mm. example, yeah. which have cost yeah. the America a huge amount of money. Um, yeah. And and then the bailouts to, to the farmers that, again, have... Yeah. have uh, cost to off, the taxpayers to money. That damage. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there's been the, the, well, there's a lot of things that point to it not being the strongest. Let's just say that. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, and the stock market, while an, a, a useful measure, um, doesn't have a direct impact on a lot of Americans. A lot of mm. it has an indirect impact because um, their their savings may be invested in the stock market or their insurance yeah. uh, funds may be invested in the stock market. Um, but but in terms of people who who directly own shares or stocks, then it's actually mm. a, a quite small percentage of the the US yeah. population. Yeah, maybe the one percent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit more than it's somewhere around twenty percent, I think, who have uh, shares directly owned by them. But right. um, but yeah, in terms of obviously how rich those people are, it is the richer ones ten in in general. The second most repeated so that, claim. That, oh, okay, so that's the top one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the top the, one. The second, with with yeah. almost as many, two hundred and thirty-five times, he's yeah. claimed this is that the wall is being built um, <laughs> and going up at right. a rapid pace. He has he has recently okay. been saying, yeah, um, well, faster than geological time, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> So um, he's claimed all kinds of things. He complete. He regularly claims that they will put up five hundred miles, four hundred miles, two hundred and sixty miles by the end of the year, and kinds of things like that. Um, yeah. 
there are there have been 64 miles of fences and barriers built during Trump's pe- presidency, all of which are replacements for old fence that existed in that place. Ah, well, you see, using the mathematics of the <laughs> the health secretary, then that's more fencing. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, if you can convince existing fencing to stay, that means there's more fencing. We're, going, we're committed to increasing the thing. Well, yeah, that's, but, so he's committed to putting the, the wall up. The thing about the wall is that the vast population of America won't, be able to see it with their own eyes. Won't go and look at it. And the oh, yeah, only absolutely. way they get to 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 know that it's happened is because Trump's told them that it's happened. Yeah. So he keeps telling them that it's happened, um, and therefore they go, "Well, yeah, he's built the wall." Well, how do you know that? Well, he told us. <laughs> that, yeah, but if you looked at the evidence, now I've got time for that. Other people should look at the evidence if you want to prove it otherwise. But he's told me, and that's good enough for me. And he said, yeah, but it's not there. So, yeah, but yeah. yeah, well, that picture could be photoshopped. You photoshopped out the fence. Yeah, and there was, yeah. yes, they, they have been basically replacing barriers that needed replacing with, with right. newer barriers. They have not funded new wall. They haven't acquired the <laughs> private land that they need to build the new wall. Yeah. They haven't, yeah. they haven't even kind of, well, the, the the various versions of the wall that he claimed at various points with that would be cement and thirty foot high and all kinds of things like that just yeah. not have not happened, and the the barriers well, they that they really have got, put up, they yeah, have they have got been, a working prototype. <laughs> no, yet. they've been, they've been kind of by cut through, yeah, cut through by through. by hundred dollar saws that you can get from <laughs> Home Depot, and yes. yeah, it's uh, and yeah. Not and people have built built seesaws through them as well, so that they, you can play either side of the damn thing. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and the last one I want to talk about of of his oft yeah. repeated claims is the just total lack of understanding that he has about trade deficits, mm. where yeah. there's 175 times he has claimed that the US has lost up to $500 billion a year to China for many, many years, which has never been true at any point, even (laughs) if if trade deficit means you lose money, which it doesn't. It does. It's still never been that high. (laughs) Yeah. and, And even then, he's only talking about the goods deficit, which is only part of the story. The the biggest it's been, uh, certainly during his presidency, has been is the uh, the the goods deficit, which which is just the trade of goods, completely ignoring any services that are traded between the two countries, was four hundred nineteen yeah. billion in two thousand eighteen. Um, once you factor oh, in is, services, and this is specifically China. Specifically with China, yes, right. US versus yeah, China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when when you factor in services, which um the the which china has a deficit to the us for because mm-hmm. they yep. buy more us services than the us people buy chinese services it goes yep. down to um 378 billion so it's a long way from 500 billion and it's yeah. not losing money no it's 
as no, we've described in the past, it's yeah. like going to a supermarket, buying some yeah. stuff, and then saying, I just lost $50 to Safeway. Yeah. It's, that's, and all I got was... <laughs> all I got was $50 turkey. worth of food. Yeah, <laughs> chlorinated chicken. <sighs> yeah. It's just... No. That is... Each, all of these, I would put... Um, proposed Malud are invincible ignorance examples yeah, yeah. aren't they absolutely when he is repeating stuff this often and he has absolutely been told this isn't true yeah. what you're saying is not yeah. true here is the evidence it's not true and yeah. and he is repeatedly just saying it because it works for him politically um yeah. because because he has so many followers who are also invincibly ignorant <laughs> yes, exactly. they, are, yeah. who, they, who they refuse to pay time. attention to any evidence yeah yeah, because, you know, you can prove anything with facts. Yeah, as we often say. And he's repeated that this man is the president of the United States. And he's just repeated this 175 times. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's kind of, you know, mostly this year and last year. Yeah. And we've heard through Reading Fear that, that even when people like Gary Cohn have tried to explain to him about deficits, yeah. he doesn't yeah. want to hear it. He is willfully being ignorant. He is choosing yeah. to remain ignorant because if they say anything that he that that doesn't fit with what he already believes, he he just refuses to listen. Speaking of of Trump's lies, uh, we yeah. just have to talk about the fact that um, basically. Trump started the the airing of grievances part of Festivus early, and sent um, a yeah. a six page rant. Basically, he kind of tweeted for six pages and then put it in a letter and sent it to Nancy <laughs> Pelosi on the yeah. eve of of his of the impeachment vote, just crying about how unfair it is that they're yeah. doing this to him. Yeah, that's and basically it, isn't it? It was. I mean. He sent some interesting letters before, like the one to the president of Turkey and and yeah. the one that he claimed his doctor wrote, which he clearly wrote. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. But this yeah. was the rantiest, and, and it also had a number of just outright lies and exaggerations and the kinds of things that he often says. So I just thought we'd cover a few of those really as well. Because yeah, one yeah. of the things he claimed, if you're trying to steel man him, could be argued to be hyperbole. Um, but he, he said that more due process was afforded to those accused in the Salem witch trials. That's Which not true. It's brilliant <laughs> language, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than 20 no, people were killed we know, we in know. the Salem witch trials <laughs> yeah. with, yeah. you know, and, and that was impe that was invincible ignorance that the prosecutors in those trials showed because there was no proof that, that they could be showed, which would convince them that yep. these people were not witches. And yeah. that is not the case. The, the Democrats have asked for evidence from Trump. They've asked, in fact, for the people who Trump says would be prove him innocent to testify and he has yeah. refused to allow them to do that so uh On yes the basis they that are. they might prove him well the basis right, that he's given not provide is that the whole thing is a sham and a hoax and he's not going to take part in it right. but but the real answer is that if they had to say stuff under oath they might possibly tell the truth say the truth yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's much more convenient yeah. for them to be speaking not under oath to the public and yeah. on tv and stuff. yeah 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 and yeah, and talking about how the the uh, w the witch 
which but what the hell and yeah. it's, and he re- he wrote this on headed notepaper oh yeah like from the office of the president of the united states uh-huh yeah what? yeah it's an official white house letter that's going to be in the in the historical <laughs> archives forever uh-huh. isn't it yeah yeah in the national archives it'll be there yeah um he that's and so <laughs> and some of his followers think it's like amazing and and it will be studied by future historians as as an example of how amazing Trump was. Um, <laughs> he uh, he got his his election numbers wrong. He claimed that he he won. This is you know a thousand days plus after the election. He's still yeah. talking about how yeah. much he won by, um, and he claimed it was yeah. three hundred and six votes to two hundred and twenty seven. So he's he's lying about that. He claimed. For example, that uh, the Veterans Choice Program for the VA was um, one of his achievements when, again, this is a claim that he's made a number of times when the, the Veterans yeah. Choice Program was actually signed by Obama in 2014. He says that people have been trying to get it done for decades and he did it. He didn't yeah. do it. He mentioned that they're building the, the wall, which, as we've talked about, they're not. <laughs> um, he put this in the rant. In the, yeah, yeah. It was there was no there was no kind of through line of logic at all. There was no it was it wasn't it was a, a, a series of paragraphs each crazier than the last yeah, about yeah. about a wide range of different things, very few of which had anything to do with impeachment. Um, no, it's just it's basically all the it's him trotting out his list of achievements that uh-huh. he's made up. In defence of the fact, we well, shouldn't impeach me because I'm the bestest there's yeah. ever been. Here's all the proof. Absolutely. And and what you're doing to me is unprecedented since the 1600s. And it's just it's what like the it's hell? like a kind of fifth grader being caught yeah. doing something bad, and their punishment yeah. is to write a letter apologising, yeah. and instead they write a letter defending themselves and saying it's really unfair that they've been punished. Yeah. We'll put the a link to the letter in the show notes. And, I mean, it's it's well worth looking at. It is... Great, yeah. ...one of the craziest things. But, I mean, if you if you follow Trump on Twitter or if you pay any attention to what he says, none of it's new stuff. It's not, it's no. none of, it's not no. extra surprising or extra crazy. It's just all concentrated no. into one official letter that he sent to the Speaker of the House. Which, yeah, so. which makes you realise that, you know, thank God for the, the, the limit on Twitter. That uh-huh. It's just too much in one big wodge like this. It's kind of... It is Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner <laughs> with all the trimmings in one yeah. go. And you think, I really can't bear another spoonful. But it is his, it's the greatest hits album, isn't it? It's like uh-huh. that where you, where you buy it in good faith and you think, oh, this is great. I've got all 20 yeah, yeah. of... You could download a Trump, a Trump bingo card and, yeah. and play it while reading the letter. And, I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd win pretty quickly. You'd, just, you'd win. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. yeah. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. Yes, as we've already mentioned, the House has voted to impeach Trump. Yay! Much has been made of the fact that the votes were largely along party lines, although that's partly because Republican Justin Amash was kicked out of the GOP for signalling that he would vote in favour of impeachment, and Democrat Jeff Van Drew found that his Democratic supporters weren't feeling so supportive when he didn't support impeachment. So he went over to the dark side. 
Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi is trying something. After Mitch McConnell announced on TV that he had no intention of upholding his oath to act impartially, Nancy has decided to exercise her right not to send the articles of impeachment to the Senate until they agree on a set of fair rules for the trial. The GOP senators are fine with this, since they didn't want the trial anyway, but Trump is quite keen to have everyone say he's totally exonerated, so this might put a bit of pressure on the leadership to make the court a little bit less kangaroo-y. <laughs> One day in the future, East Africa will be like Wakanda from Marvel's Black Panther and the world will be running to visit, holiday and trade there. But no, wait, the future's right here, right now. Well, in the US anyway, the government website lists Wakanda in the drop-down of countries it currently trades with. There it is, right below Panama and Peru. And look, frozen Chinese water chestnuts are tariff-free if the US decides to import them from Wakanda. Cows are also tariff-free, but it's not proof that the Trump administration really is made up of fantasists, merely further proof that it is not known for its attention to detail. A USDA spokesperson chalked it up to a lack of attention to detail. Over the past few weeks, the Foreign Agricultural Service staff who maintain the tariff tracker have been using test files to ensure that the system is running properly. The Wakanda information should have been removed after testing and has now been taken down. A shame, really, because if it was up any longer, Trump would doubtless claim, as Cabo Phillips tweeted, that he made America so great, even fictitious superhero countries want to do business with us. Let's face it, even the late Stan Lee would have something obvious to say about that. <laughs> the Supreme Court have agreed to hear the three cases regarding the release of Trump's tax returns. You know, the ones he said he'd release after the election. The hearings will take place in March and the decision is expected by the end of June, at which point we will learn one of two things, the extent of Trump's financial fraud against the US government or the extent to which Trump's Supreme Court is OK with upholding the flimsiest of legal arguments in order to protect their orange master. Here's hoping Ruth Bader Ginsburg is feeling strong for at least another six months. Oh, God, yeah. Blimey, because that's going to take us into the next election, election season era. Yeah. Be, yeah. If, if it if they don't rule in Trump's favor then a lot of in, yeah. interesting information is going to come out just a few months before yeah. people are voting. Rah. Okay. We know the Clintons are capable of playing the long game. But here's the ultimate impeachment conspiracy theory as reported by Brian Kerum, the White House correspondent for Playboy, which is a job title to give one pause in itself. Anyway, he tweeted that he'd been told not by The Onion, but by a White House source that Hillary Clinton purposely lost the election with the aid of Russian hacking so the Democrats could then impeach Trump. So hats off to Hillary for deciding to not have Trump in the White House, not by winning the election in 2016, but by deliberately taking a dive in order that he would get impeached. <laughs> On the one hand, isn't this an admission by the Trump administration that the American people wanted Hillary so bad that she had to conspire deliberately with Russia, get Comey to announce the reopening of the email inquiry and do a stage dive at the 9-11 memorial in order to guarantee losing? On the other hand, thank God it got discovered now after three years because them Clintons would have got away with it if it wasn't for them meddling kids. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. And and she didn't even manage to lose the popular vote. So no, that's, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's close. There's a flaw in the argument. Yeah. She, it was that close. She nearly. <laughs> she forgot about that bit. Obviously, yeah. Or thought, well, actually, that doesn't count for anything, <laughs> really, given the corrupt voting system that we've got. Uh -huh. So I I needn't bother covering that one up. So yeah. 
Yeah. Let's just hold out for the impeachment. <laughs> Ivanka Jeez. attended the Doha Forum in Qatar, a conference for diplomats, policymakers and business leaders to discuss the critical challenges facing our world. Prime ministers, presidents and government officials sat on panels about violent extremism and climate change and weathered hard-hitting interviews with the world's top journalists. Meanwhile, Ivanka was interviewed by her own spokeswoman, former Fox News contributor Morgan Ortegas, who asked her questions like, You've been in Morocco recently, can you tell us more about the trip and highlights? Yes, it would have been unfair to treat her like someone who deserves to be there. But there is an alternative. Don't send her to things where other people know what they're doing. Just stay in the White House instead. (laughs) Am I the only one who wants to not impeach Trump, but rather section him under the Mental Health Act, for getting so incensed that 16-year-old activist Greta Thunberg got Time magazine's Person of the Year award that his team and I'll read this slowly so it sinks in, photoshopped his face onto her body and made a fake time cover with him as the winner. This, I think, makes the fourth fake time cover he has. Glimpses of the others were seen in a televised tour of the White House he conducted early on in his presidency. This is a man in his 70s. He is the president of arguably the most powerful nation on the planet. Well, not so much now, ironically, since he filled the office. And he's that jealous of a schoolgirl that he has his publicly funded publicity team put him on the cover instead of her. And not like all of him in a suit or anything, but just his gnarly, wrinkled arse of an orange deflated balloon face pasted over her fairly small hoodie-wearing body. It's just not right, people. Wake up, for Christ's sake. As Greta said, the real danger is when politicians and CEOs are making it look like real action is happening when in fact almost nothing is being done apart from clever accounting and creative PR. Evangelical magazine Christianity Today has finally had enough and come out with an editorial supporting Trump's impeachment and removal from office. Yes, it's way, way too little and way, way too late, but it's not nothing. Yes, it's weird that it was Ukraine that did it and not mocking disabled people, caging children or raw-dogging porn stars while his third wife nursed their newborn son, but let's be the bigger person and (laughs) welcome them to the party, even though they've got here just as the host is looking at his watch and standing by the door with coats in his hand hoping the last drunks left will get the hint and leave his fucking house. (laughs) Trump, naturally, took it very well, tweeting... A far-left magazine, or very progressive as some would call it, which has been doing poorly and hasn't been involved with the Billy Graham family for many years, Christianity Today, knows nothing about reading a perfect transcript of a routine (laughs) phone call and would rather have a radical left non-believer who wants to take your religion and your guns than Donald Trump as your president. No president has done more for the evangelical community and it's not even close. You'll get nothing from those Dems on stage. I won't be reading E.T. again. And yes, he did use the popular shorter version of Christianity Today's name, E.T. E.T., yeah. (laughs) In an election that saw the socialist millionaires in London who wanted to give their millions away to the poorer regions get beaten because those people from the poorer regions voted for the Tory billionaires in London to not only keep their money but take as much as they want from them in future. Because following the Leave campaign's successful Take Back Control in 2016, Boris's Get Brexit Done basically got more likes than Corbyn's for the many, not the few. 
However, Tory party grandee Michael Heseltine, former Deputy Conservative Prime Minister, told a rally in central London last week that get Brexit done is the greatest delusion of them all. A Tory majority simply opens the door to protracted negotiations. Tony Travers, a politics expert at the London School of Economics, said a more honest rendition would be getting Brexit started. We don't know that much more about Brexit than we did before the election, noting there have been impossible to follow debates between politicians on whether there'll be customs checks between Northern Ireland and the rest of Britain. And if people who are really interested in politics can't work out the truth, whether papers are needed to move stuff backwards and forwards between mainland Britain and Northern Ireland, you can see how remote we are from facts. And yesterday I saw a cartoon of Pooh and Piglet as Boris and Dominic Cummings. Pooh says... How exactly do we get Brexit done? And Pickley says, I don't know. I only write the slogans. <laughs> well, as we announced last episode, we're now definitely packing our bags for Ukraine. Doppelbarchenya. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this year. You can find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. Since it's the end of the year and the decade, we thought we'd give an extra shout to our current patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash ftrump. So a huge thanks to Hugh Randolph, Tankard, Brian Schwimmer, Jude Searles, Neil Kerlog, Neil Upadhaya, Richard Thunder Hopkins, Keelan Simisevich and Anne McKinley. And just as huge thanks to Gary Youngling, Lauren Phillips, Miles Robinson, Alan Firth, Cat Commander, Democracy is Zucked, Eric Toffolo, and one patron whose identity I personally promised never to reveal. Thanks so much. Giuliani, isn't it? <laughs> thanks so much. Your support genuinely really helps us to keep the show going, have a website, and occasionally buy beer. Not that often. No, just, just sometimes. If your New Year's resolution is to support your favourite podcasts, you can head over to patreon.com slash ftrump and sign up for as little as $2 to get about 20 hours of exclusive bonus content. All music is by The Outbursts and was used with permission. So until we see you in 2020 for the next fallacious Trump, we leave the last word, and it could be his very last word, to the Donald. That's right, go home to mommy. Bye.